This is Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. I'm Mark Berry. This week on Top Shelf, Ethan McDuff of the Fernie Ghost Riders is tied for second in KIJHL scoring heading into Week 7. Emmanuel Sequera talks with the former Lloydminster minor hockey player about his off-season preparation ahead of his 20-year. The Eddie Murdoch is a tough division, and this year, no exception. I talk with Nelson head coach Adam DeBella about the play of the Leafs and the incredible fan support the club receives. But first, let's visit with this week's guest broadcaster. Puck ends up down in the corner. 23 seconds left over this side to Franklin. Franklin to the slot to Brown. Brown scores! 18 seconds left. Chase ties that up. On Top Shelf, the KIGHL podcast, I'm talking with the voice of the Chase Heat, Steve Smythe. Steve, how you doing today? Doing fine. Thank you for asking. We're going to be talking about the Chase Heat a little bit later on, but first I want to talk about you. How long have you been the voice of the Chase Heat? It was uh, mid-November of last season when I was, uh, I won't say hornswoggled, but uh, <laughs> convinced to go up and be the uh, color man for three or four games. And then after doing three or four games, the, the regular broadcaster at that time, Fred, who was doing the play-by-play decided he was going to go to Mexico for a month. Daryl didn't bother to tell me. He just told me when I showed up to be color man that night and hey surprise you're doing play-by-play. But you're you're loving it right? I really am. I'm having a ball up there. Let's talk a little bit about the team behind the broadcast on hockey TV. You mentioned Daryl's name. Uh, what does Daryl do? Who is he? And uh, for the fans that don't always hear who's behind the scenes. There's two key people involved in the broadcast. One is Daryl Adamson, who's the president of the Heat organization. And Daryl does pretty much everything. He's our technical guy. He's our hockey TV liaison guy. He looks after the hardware, the software, and getting his hot chocolate while the broadcast is on. So pretty much everything from soup to nuts. Uh, The other person is Laurel Cook, who looks after everything else. She takes care of arranging, make sure we've got camera people, that we've got people to play the music. And she also subs in doing the announcements inside the building. So there's a couple of other people that uh, involved as well. Uh, We've got some young people doing the music and doing the cameras, and it's a good team effort. The other day when we were talking, setting up this interview, you mentioned coaching minor hockey. Uh, Talk a little bit about uh, who you're coaching and how it's going this season this season i'm coaching the chase under 11 team the chase chargers and like a lot of associations chase has been hit pretty hard over the last couple of years with declining numbers predominantly due to covid restrictions and parents not putting their kids in sports because well let's face it hockey practices aren't very exciting when you have to stand six feet apart and you're not allowed to play any games so but it's starting to come back. Our numbers are, are really increasing. And the association, we've got a, a young executive here in Chase, and they're working real hard, and their hearts are in the right place. So this is my 35th year of coaching minor hockey, predominantly in northern BC. But I came out of retirement, kind of act as a, a bit of a mentor to these to these young people that are taking up the torch, and they're doing a great job of it. When Steve returns, we'll be talking about uh, the recent play of the Chase Heat. They've had some big wins against Rebel Stoke. We'll talk about this week's win later on. Nice, nice play, play by, by McDuff, McDuff to send it down. Jason to Alex Smith. He's got McDuff right on him. McDuff won't let him go. Nice play. And Kissinger has it. Trying to get it to McDuff. Tries to send it in. And McDuff stops it and scores. McDuff puts it in. And holy mackerel. I'm joined by Ethan McDuff of the Fernie Ghost Riders. 
Ethan, welcome to Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. Thank you for having me. How do you feel you're playing so far this season? Uh, I've been very happy with my start. Obviously, I've been putting up lots of points. Just I feel calm and confident out there. And then, you know, obviously, I'm playing with a really good line right now that I ended the season off last year with. And we just have a lot of trust for those those teammates and just have good chemistry with the guys right now. And you're mostly playing with Cord Kissinger and Dayton Nelson, right? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, what goals do you want to accomplish for yourself that's also going to help the team this season? As far as goals go, I don't want to focus too much on a... a points specifically I don't want to get too caught up in my own head I just want to continue creating offensively just creating scoring chances and staying disciplined in the D zone and and the points will come uh when it came to the offseason training for you to be ready for this season was there anything in specific that you focused on to help you be able to produce offensively for me it's mainly just been confidence there's a, a really good organization back home called IHD and in the summers I skate with a different caliber of players all the way from like fellow junior players all the way to NHL and that helped me get obviously back into shape over the summer and just get used to a high pace of hockey and build my confidence up playing with those guys. Watching them play and getting to be on the ice with them as they play, you, you learn a lot. I guess talk a bit about IHD and how going to that helped you gain the confidence that you have. Yes, yeah, so earlier in the summer, usually it's just skills. You just work on skills development and stuff like that. And then August, you jump into a, a conditioning camp or it's just five on five scrimmaging and you just apply all of those skills you've practiced throughout the summer into game scenarios and playing against high-level hockey players. It's uh, you just it really helps you get game ready. As you mentioned, you're out there with uh, junior guys and even some NHL guys. Being around that group of players, you end up, I guess, developing a comfort factor level in which you feel totally fine with like asking them for advice or whatever. It was intimidating off the start, but definitely once you get to know the guys and you're hanging out in the room, it definitely helps. Uh, break the ice a little bit and then when you're on the ice with them and you're on their line you know playing you and you talk to them after the shift you're just able to see how they play and how they're performing at the higher levels and it it helps uh, develop your game as well down low the McIsaac moves it out McDuffie shot what a save Beacon rebound they score talk about uh, the chemistry that you have with your line mates and why the trio is so successful in producing we've played together for the majority of last season just you know practicing and playing with each other we just learned each other's tendencies and learned like just how to communicate and how to mix our styles in together and we just trust each other and are able to make plays without communicating sometimes even so it's it's awesome being able to play with other smart hockey players high high skill guys how would you describe the way that you like to play i definitely like to get pucks low and work things in the corner get everyone focused down low and then hit the lost guy in the slot what style does a team like to play that knows it's going to bring it success yeah for sure um we're a, we're a, we know we're a fast team we like to get in on the four check, use our speed, wear our opponents down. And yeah, just got to make sure we stay tight defensively, get pucks to the net and crash and bang. Like I said earlier, you know, they're not going to all be pretty. Got to start getting those greasy goals. Has the group been able to pinpoint why the team is stronger in the third period compared to the other two? Early in the year, we've been focusing a lot on conditioning. So I, I feel like we're, we're just able to wear our opponents down and just in a better physical condition than they are. And then as far as the starts go, we're changing up our warm up and everything to try and play like that the whole game and just be a dominant force out there. With working hard this season and looking for team success, uh, are you also hoping to like attract interest of college teams? Like, would you like to move on to play at the college level? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I'm definitely looking to get some attention from those college teams and it's definitely something I'm I'm looking into. I've already been talking to some ACHA teams and 
just trying to figure out what'll work best for me and my family. I guess, does it matter where you play? Like, would you prefer to play in the U.S. or staying in Canada to play? If I was going to go, I think I'd like to go try out the U.S. just to see where hockey can take me, all the cool places I can go and, and new people I can meet. Well, Ethan, thanks for joining me on Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Ghost Riders come up. Up to McDuff. McDuff going wide. Tries to dangle around. Anderson takes it to the front of the net and they score. Ghost Riders taking an OT. Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast continues. I'm talking with the voice of the Chase Heat, Steve Smythe. Steve, maybe the Chase Heat not off to a great start first five games of the season, but they're playing great hockey of late, particularly against Revelstoke. A big win this week earlier on in a shootout. Uh, Talk a little bit about the game. You called it. It was more of a a chess match for the first couple of periods, and it looked like uh, it was kind of like a punch-counterpunch type of game where the teams were feeling each other out and... uh, and you're right, the points and the standings should dictate that Revelstoke would have had more success against Chase. But for whatever reason, Chase played them very strong the last two games and especially last night. Four games uh, on a, a bit of a winning streak for the uh, Chase Heat. Uh, talk about the play of May in goal. He played very, very well this week. Rod May has just been a tower of strength back there for the Heat. He's such a, a technically calm goaltender. He, he never gets flustered. Even when he gets run over out on the ice, he seems to be able to recover well and and get back into his positioning. And he makes such good positional saves. And he's good for one fabulous save per game outside the, the normally good saves that he makes. He makes one just absolutely fabulous save per game that leaves the whole building kind of holding their breath. When Steve returns, we'll be talking about this weekend's action for the Chase Seed, a home game against 100 Mile. He'll tell us what they need to do to be successful against the Wranglers. And Seamus Boyd now lining up. Has an assist tonight. Looking to see if he can add a shootout goal. Nelson's very own. A nice drag and a nice shot by Seamus Boyd. And the boys come out to celebrate. On Top Shelf, the KIGHL podcast, I'm talking with the head coach of the Nelson Leafs, Adam DeBella. Adam, uh, thank you very much for doing this. Thank you for having me on, Mark. Let's talk about the Nelson Leafs this season. Uh, uh, kind of an up and down uh, start for the Leafs. Uh, talk about the season so far from the coach's perspective. Yeah, up and down for sure, Mark. I mean, such is life with a young team. We, we have four forwards that are over 18 years old. So we're, we're, we're taking our lumps early, and at times we look great, and at times we look like we're dressing a team that has 16 first-year players on it. So overall, you know, we have great potential in our room, and, the coaching staff and management staff is really happy with what we were able to do over the summer. And we see a lot of potential in the group. It's, it's just kind of learning, learning the, the junior game. It, it's not jungle B like it used to be 10, 15 years ago. This is a high end league where we move players on consistently to junior A and into the BCHL. Well, and that's your story too. You played with the Revelstoke uh, Grizzlies back in uh, 10, 11, and then moved on to the SJ and uh, played three seasons in the SJ. So it's all about moving players to the next level. Let's talk about the Neil Murdoch division because, uh, my goodness, what a tough division. You've got some great teams in your, uh, in your group. Who had Grand Forks in first place the month into the year, right, Mark? I mean, four Not wins me. last year and now they're triple that. You know, it, it's awesome. It's, uh, it's the most competitive division in the league for sure. I mean, we would be first place in almost every other division and we're in third in ours. So every night is a tough night. 
and uh, we wouldn't have it any other way. You know, for people that don't follow the KIJHL, this is there's no other league like it anywhere in Western Canada because in most leagues, when you build a team and you put it together, you're looking for a championship. You actually have to build two different teams in the KIJHL, one that'll get out of your division and the other that can win the league because in order to, to get a championship, you got to get out of the Neil Murdoch. It's the toughest and roughest division without a question, Mark. I mean, if you look at the penalty minutes last season, uh, the four Murdoch teams were top six or seven in, in penalty minutes. So there's not a there's not a game matchup in our division that doesn't excite me, it excite our fans in our area. I mean, Beaver Valley, Castlegar, Grand Forks, Nelson, whoever we're playing, it's a rivalry night. So we're fortunate enough that we get to play each of those teams four times at home and four times on the road. So you, you break that down across the season without doing the math here. I mean, eight times against these three different teams, it, it sets up for a pretty competitive playoff push and definitely intense rivalries. You, you, you mentioned that you've got a young team. Uh, talk a little bit about the team. Uh, you know, And I'm not looking for guys that maybe are stats leaders, but guys in the room that really make a difference. We have a great room, Mark. I mean, we don't have anybody that stands out. Everybody is, is doing their best to buy into the system that the coaching staff is looking to preach. Um, I, I look at a guy like Leighton Partington, Hunter Spurley, Owen McFarland. Owen McFarland is five foot five. And he might be the toughest guy in, in the league right now. So those are three guys that are kind of heart and soul players that play the game the right way with an edge. You know, they never take shifts off with their work ethic. And, you know, at the end of the day, that's all we can ask out of the players, right? It is work hard. Well, let's talk a little bit about you. Uh, your first season as head coach. Talk about the difference. Like, what's the difference between being an assistant coach and a head coach? Honestly, it's just the pressure, Mark. I mean, it, it's my, every decision that gets made has my name on it now. Last year, we were making decisions as a group of three. And this year, it, it's my name. It, we're making decisions with my general manager, with the coaching staff. But at the end of the day, people look at the Nelson Leafs and, and they say, who's the coach? And, and it's my name on it. So it's just kind of going through the ups and downs of having a young team and dealing with, I guess, just the stress of, of trying to win games. You've got some action this weekend. Just one game this weekend against a, a tough Fernie side. What do the Leafs have to do to be successful this weekend? We need to commit to a full 60 minutes. I mean, we're we're getting in trouble in games where we, I mean, we lost on Tuesday against Grand Forks where we felt pretty good about for 50 minutes of our game and fell asleep at the wheel for the first half of the second period, which cost us with three goals. So we, we feel good about our group and our work ethic, but we, we if we commit to a full 60-minute effort, you know, we're tough to play against for sure. So that's our goal heading into Saturday. An opportunity to speak to the fans in Nelson, a home game Saturday night. Uh, uh, you know, talk about the fan support you get in Nelson. Our, our fans are the best, Mark. I mean, it, it's incredible. The support we had last year on our playoff run. We're in the league finals and we go to, to triple overtime on a Tuesday night and we have over 1,400 people in our arena. And it, it's special to play here. We have the best fans in the league without a question. Every night that we're able to throw on our jerseys and play in front of them is an opportunity that we don't take for granted. Adam DeBella is the head coach of the Nelson Leafs. Thank you so much for doing this, Coach. Thanks a lot, Mark. Anytime. News from the KIJHL.ca website. The KIJHL announced this week the coaching staff for the BCHC Prospects game November 22nd in Chilliwack. Grand Forks head coach Dave Nadiak will run the KIJHL bench. He'll be joined by Mark Reedman from Princeton and Ty Valine from Fernie. 
Nelson's Lance Morey has been named the operations manager, and the Ghost Riders' Nicole Auger is the athletic trainer and equipment manager. The team roster will be announced next week. On the KIJHL.ca website, Emmanuel put up a great flashback story on the 2007 exhibition game between the KIJHL All-Stars and Team Canada East, a tune-up game for the Eastern Canadians ahead of the World Junior A Hockey Challenge. The KIJHL All-Stars dropped that game 4-1 in Nelson, but it was a great game. All-Stars head coach Simon Wielden, at the time the Nelson Leafs head coach, says he feels the KIJHL players showcased the league very well. We're putting a team together on, on two days practice and bringing them all in from all over the basically the interior. I thought they really, really represented the league well. Keeping in mind, we're playing Team Canada East that I believe finished second that year, and, and they, had, they put together a team, that's what it is, all of Eastern Canada Junior A players. We definitely weren't uh, walked over by no means, and, and I think I thought we showed excellent. Simon Wielden, the 2007 KIJHL All-Stars head coach. For more on the story, head to our website. While you're at the KIJHL.ca website, check out the Q&A article with Alyssa McMillan, assistant coach with the Summerland Steam. On top shelf, the KIJHL podcast, once again talking with Steve Smythe, the voice of the Chase Heat. Uh, Chase, with one game this weekend, it's a home game, you get to call it. What do the Chase Heat have to do to be successful against 100 Mile House? They've got to be fast, they've got to be strong, and we've got to get good goaltending, whether it's uh, May or Meyer Gong returning back to the lineup, and Captain Trevor Kennedy's got to continue his hot hand of late. Just before we go, I I want to thank you uh, for that extra stuff you do in the community. Minor hockey coaching is so important to the development of our game, and and I just want to thank you for uh, going that extra mile and and working with young people. Thanks for saying that. I always say it keeps me young and And certainly being around a a room full of 10 or 11-year-olds puts a different perspective on life. Steve Smythe, the voice of the Chase Heat, have a great call this weekend. Thanks very much, Mark. Appreciate it. Kevin Unruh making his way up, strides up the center ice, slowly picks the puck up, moves in, moves in, Gom faces him, Unruh shoots, and Gom's got it. Heat win. This is Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. We'd like to thank this week's contributors, broadcasters Steve Smythe, Tim Hogg, Dan McSkimming, Mike Fox, and Trent Alcock. KIJHL Communications Director, Emmanuel Sequera. Current Nelson Leafs Head Coach, Adam DeBella, and former Nelson Leafs Head Coach, Simon Wielden. Ethan McDuff from the Fernie Ghost Riders. And as always, a stick tap to Hockey TV. My name is Mark Berry. We're back here in seven days.